spending time with the Lord and with friends. It's good to be home. Amen. I feel like I've been on a axe kick lately. A little uh, a few Wednesdays ago, we preached in Acts chapter twelve, and a few weeks, uh, well, a week later, we preached out of Acts chapter fourteen, and now we're in Acts chapter sixteen. So we're making a journey through the even numbers of uh, Acts, I guess. But that's how. The Lord has led me, and I planned to preach this last week before service was canceled. And I really felt like I may have had something else to bring to you tonight, but the Lord brought this back to me late last night and in, in, in early this morning. So I want to read this to you and, and deliver this. If the Lord would help me tonight. If you would stand for the reading of God's Word one more time here. We're going to begin in Acts chapter 16 and in verse 12. This is talking about Paul and Silas' journey through the ancient world. And from thence to Philippi, which is chief in the city of the part of Macedonia. It's just the capital city of the province of Macedonia is what they're saying. They're a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by the riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So he's ministering to her. And she was baptized. And when she was baptized, her and her household, she besought us saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And it came to pass, and they're in the city of Philippi here, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying or fortune-telling. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, turn to your neighbor say, a long time. But Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, the Spirit residing within her, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Let us pray. God, we come before you. We thank you for your word tonight. And Lord, we ask that your word would go forth and penetrate hearts and lives. And we love you and we thank you for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says amen. And you may be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. If I could, I'm, I'm going to go back to those portions of Scripture. I'm going to read a few more verses to you. 
but I'm going to read them in the New American Standard translation. In verse 16, Landon, if you want to throw it up there, it happened that as we were going to a place of prayer, a slave girl having a spirit of divination met us who was bringing her masters much profit for fortune-telling, by fortune-telling. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out saying, these are bondservants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued doing this for many days. And here's what I want you to catch here. But Paul was greatly annoyed. Was greatly annoyed. And turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. I, I, I want to preach to you tonight, if, if the Lord will help us, on annoyed. Weird, weird title, I know. But annoyed simply means to be slightly angry or irritated. Brother Chris, I know there are things in each and every one of our lives that are annoying. There's people that can be annoying. That's probably why I don't have many friends. No, I'm just kidding. But there are people that can be annoying. There are times in our life that people aren't always annoying, but just certain times they're annoying. There are situations that we deal with in life that can become annoying. Work can become annoying. Schoolwork can become really annoying. Things in our life can annoy us, pester us, aggravate us, Brother Michael. There are things that can come and try to, to, to just bother us. And I, I want you to realize that there is an enemy that is out there that is still trying. Catch this with me tonight. He is still trying to grab hold of your life. There is an enemy that is still out there harassing the people of God. First Peter 5 and 8, Peter's telling the church here, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion that walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 1, when, when, the, when Lucifer comes into the, the, son, the meeting of the sons of God, and, and we, we could go into that, but I'm not going into that tonight. The Lord said, uh, what, what have you been up to? What, 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 are, what are you doing? And he's saying, I've been walking the earth up and down and side to side. The enemy is constantly looking for a way to destroy the saints of God. Jesus said in John 10, He says that the enemy, the thief, comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But on the flip side, He says, But I have come to give them life and life more abundantly. But I want you to go back to the text here and I want you to realize that they're in the city of Philippi in Macedonia, the capital city of the province of Macedonia. And they're there, and this woman is a fortune teller, and she, the Bible tells us that she is possessed with the spirit of divination. 
Divination is a demonic, obviously a demonic spirit, but it is used for fortune telling. It, if you really dig into it, it goes back to Greek mythology and it goes back to the city or a city surrounding or close to, uh, I, I, I can't, it's slipping my mind right now, but it's where the oracles sat for Greek mythology, where they could prophesy, where prophets and prophetesses worked for the Greek gods and, and, and they, would, they would do all kinds of seances and rituals. Uh, this is where this woman was from. Is really when you dig into it, she was from that area and had participated in these things and had been become possessed by this spirit of divination. I want you to know also that this word, and many of you may have heard this before, but it translates to the word python or pythos. And we know that python is a snake and it is a constricting snake. It is a snake that grabs hold of its its prey and it squeezes the life out of them. But Paul and Silas are going to meetings every day. They're going to prayer daily. And I want you to notice this. That this woman appears to them on their way to prayer daily. And what she says over there proclaims is the truth. That these men are the men of God. They're men of God. They're sent here to show you the way of salvation. But we almost catch from the text that she's saying it in a mocking and a derogatory manner. And this happens, the Bible says, for many days. They walk out of the house that they're staying at perhaps with Lydia. And there she is. That woman with that constricting spirit in their face. Mocking them day in and day out. Saying, oh these men think they're going to save you. These men think that they have the power and the authority and the commission to come and set you free from bondages. We see that it confronts them daily. But I want you to understand that Paul says in this version that we read to you secondly here, he says that Paul became, the writer says, Paul became greatly annoyed. He became greatly agitated. There was something inside of him, uh, the King James says, that was grieved. uh, But he was irritated. uh, And he said, listen, I I just can imagine him looking at Silas and said, I've had about enough of this. I've had about enough of this. Can can I show you something? I want my volunteers to come. Can 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 I just show you something here tonight? Because I want to relate this to us. I got a whole bunch of them. So imagine Paul and Silas, we've already talked about. Paul and Silas has come out of Lydia's house, perhaps, and are being faced with this woman every day on their way to prayer, mind you. I find it fascinating, Sister Sarah, that the enemy comes and tries to disrupt their prayer time. Why? Because if a saint of God has prayer time, 
They have relationship, and if they have relationship, they have covenant, and if they have covenant, they have power. So what happens in our daily life is these things, as we wake up, we roll out of bed, these things try to get in our face. These constricting things such as sin, such as worry, such as depression, such as fear and anxiety, things like addiction try to lay hold of us. They, they follow us all day long. They mock our God. They say, your God's not real. Your God doesn't have any power. They're in our face. It doesn't matter where you go, what you watch. There it is. There's the addiction. There's the doubt and insecurity. There's the fear and anxiety. And it doesn't matter where Paul and Silas goes. This woman is trying to disrupt their relationship with God. You can't get to a place of prayer. You're too busy. You can't get to a place of prayer. You're sad and depressed. You can't get to a place of prayer because, listen, this is a huge one. The insecurity. God doesn't hear you. God's not mindful of you. God doesn't know who you are or what you're doing. If you could line up for me real quick. I want you to realize that the enemy, you're just going to have to hang out with me, Silas. The enemy tries to throw these divisive, constricting things on our lives. And I love what Paul does. He looks at Timothy and says, I've had enough of this. I'm going to do something. And I want you to know it's about time that the church of the living God get annoyed with depression, get sick of sin, get annoyed with addiction, with doubt and insecurity, worry and anxiety. It's about time we turn to this thing and say, you know what? I've had it up to here with worry. I'm not fearful. I'm not ashamed of who God's called me to be in the name of Jesus I command you you've annoyed me long enough you've harassed my family you've come after my children you've come after my my workplace my schoolhouse wherever it may be I want you to know that the saints of God need to rise up with the indignation in their hearts and say you know what no more I'm annoyed I'm sick and tired of the devil having his way I'm going to do something about this so he says listen he says Silas I've had it with her she's been here every day and and you know what's crazy is he doesn't even speak to the woman he speaks to the spirit he said listen my beef ain't with you God's got a plan for you but I'm going to speak to that thing Listen, there's so many people dealing with so many things. Uh, and, and like I said, I prayed to preach this last week. This has been just stirring in me. Uh, and I began to say all week long, as God gave this to me, things would come. Thoughts would come. Insecurities would come. Listen, I, I'm a preacher. And people think for some reason that preachers don't deal with these things. Listen, I'm, I'm just as human as you are. I deal with anxiety. There's things that I get nervous about. There's things that I wish could be better. And, and you know, I found myself, uh, because God put this in my life, my heart so strong. Maddie, I found myself, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm about sick and tired of you, devil, uh, in my ear, in my face, uh, every day, uh, telling me uh, that I'll never be good enough, uh, telling me uh, that you're not going to see us through, uh, telling me uh, that. That I can't lead my family. That you're not going to help me. Telling me 
trying to constrict me, trying to lay hold of me. You see, again, there's that spirit of python, that snake-like spirit that wants to grab a hold of your life, Marie. He wants to grab hold and lay hold and suck the life right out of you. And, and you know what I find fascinating about that snake is as you breathe, it becomes tighter. As you, as you breathe, it becomes even tighter. What is the breath? It is the spirit. It is symbolic of the spirit of God. What the enemy is trying to do with these devices and these vices is lay hold of your life so the spirit of God has no authority and has no power within your life. But Paul said, listen, I've had enough of this. And some of you need to turn to your neighbor right now, turn to your husband or wife and say, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm annoyed. I'm ticked off. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of seeing my kids suffer. I'm sick and tired of seeing my family suffer. I'm sick and tired of seeing the sickness. I'm sick and tired of seeing the doubt and the worry. But I'm annoyed. But I know this. I have power in the Holy Ghost. And Paul looked at her and he said, the spirit that is in you, I command it in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. You see, I realized something. Cameron, that when I get annoyed, it causes a response. So if Alicia's annoying me, you would never do that. But if you were annoying me, you know what I would do? It would cause me to move away from you. Annoyance causes a reaction. When you're sick of something, you're going to do something about it. I want you to realize that. You say, what, what, what? I don't understand. Let me, get you. Let me get you with this. There's a generation. They've been out in the desert. Their parents were there for 40 years. And then someone got sick and tired. And they said, you know what? It's about time we go in and inherit the thing that God has promised. I believe that there was a generation that rose up in that desert under the leadership of Joshua and Moses. that said, you know what? I'm sick of living beneath where God has called me to. I'm going into the promises of God. So they said, you know what? We're going to sanctify ourselves. We're going to make ourselves ready. We're going to listen to what the man of God says. And we're going in and we're going to inherit the promise. David, here's the voice of Goliath. These men had heard it for 40 days. But David's just hearing it for the first time. But you know what, Brother Chris, that was enough. He was annoyed. He's a little put off by that. He's a little ticked off. And he said, who is this Philistine? You can just hear it in his voice. Who is this Philistine that he would deny the armies of the living God? I want you to know, church, that Jesus went into the temple and he looked at the money changers and all these men trying to profit profit off of religion and ritual and he said this is not what my father's house is supposed to be but he goes in there and he starts to get a little annoyed and he begins to flip tables over and he begins to clean out the temple and the disciples are looking at each other and they remember what David said that the zeal of his house would eat him up and I want you to know it's about time we got zealous over the things of God. What does zealous mean? It means passionate. It means enthusiastic. It's about time that we get annoyed with what the enemy has been trying to do in our life and we confront it. 
Bible says he was greatly annoyed. He said, I'm, I'm sick of this divination. I'm sick of it in my face. Every time I go to pray, it's right there. Every time I go to step out, it's right there. Every time I go to, to do something for the Lord, it's right there. And Terry, he said, I'm sick of this. Silas, we're going to do something about this. Y'all, y'all want to sit down. Y'all sit down. Help me out, Silas. But here's what I want you to understand. Melissa, if you could come to the piano, please. Paul and Silas, they do this. But I, I, here's what I want you to get. Because you, you think, oh, well, man, he's talking about getting annoyed and speaking to that thing in the name of Jesus. It's a good place to end the message, but the, the story's not over. Because here's what I want you to understand. If the enemy can't tie you up with all the junk that was going there, he'll try to just beat you down. They beat them. They chained them up. They threw them in prison. And, and they, 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 they put them in the darkest place. They put them in, 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 in such a terrible situation. And they tried to discourage them. Because they stepped out, Terry. They, they confronted the enemy. I want you to know, when you confront the enemy, he, is, he will always counterattack. You say, oh, I got victory. You got victory today. Now you need to know how to live in it tomorrow when the enemy comes and tries to throw more shackles on your life and tries to beat you up and bloody you up. And, and he, 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 listen, he, 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 he's, a, he's a skilled tactician. The enemy knows what he's doing. He's known what he's been doing from the beginning of time. So he said, you know what, Paul and Silas, I'm going to show you. I'm going to turn the people against you. I'm going to turn the people against you. And they find themselves, Matt, you can help me out. Sitting in the dark, beaten, bloodied, chained up, and it ain't looking very good, is it, Silas? But you know, there was something about Paul and Silas is they knew. Because what they did is they spoke the name of Jesus over that, that, that young lady and saw that spirit come out. They knew that what Jesus said in John 8, that the truth can still set free. Because Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I wonder if they sat there and Randy, they began to say to each other, you know, the same truth that set that woman free is the same truth that is going to set us free. The same, the same deliverance that God has done and brought for others is the same deliverance that He has the ability to do for us. So what did they do? The Bible says that they began to praise, sing songs of praise and prayer. They began to pray and, and worship in that prison. Oh, but they stepped out for God. Oh, but preacher, you said just speak to it. But what happens when you find yourself beat down and you feel weak and you feel tired? The Bible says in the midnight hour, they begin to pray. They begin to worship. They begin to sing songs of praise. Songs of praise to them would have most likely been out of the Psalms. I wonder in the middle of the darkness if they begin to sing... 
For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, what, what are they doing? You say, Jesus said, to, the time is coming and is now that they will, people will worship me in spirit and in truth. What, what does that mean? God told me uh, a few months back that that is simply when your spirit declares the truth of who God is. I wonder if they just began to declare the truth over their situation. That for thou, O Lord, you are a shield. Well, you're bound up, but God, you're a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. There may be 10,000 demons that surround my life but Lord when I went to sleep and I awakened you sustained me God you brought me through and as they began to speak the truth in that darkness all of a sudden Maddie just turned on the lights all of a sudden chains began to rattle and all of a sudden Situations and doors started to open up. Why? Because they said, you know what? She experienced the truth and was set free. So as we declare the truth, we're going to be set free. I don't know what it is. Thank you, Garrett. I don't know what it is for you tonight. I don't know what you've went through. I don't know what you're going through. But you say, I stepped out. I said, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to watch that anymore. I'm not going to listen to that anymore God I'm not going to go to those places I'm not going to say those things and you got annoyed and you dealt with it but now the enemy has come and he's tried to attack and bombard your life I want you to know there's no chain on you that cannot be broken there is no door that's been closed on you that cannot be opened and I want you to know tonight that if you will simply just Dig deep down in your soul and say, God, I'm not staying here. I refuse to stay here. But I want freedom. Freedom for my family. Freedom for my church. Freedom for my community. You see, when they sang praises and they prayed and they declared the truth, they weren't the only ones that were set free. But every door came open. Every chain fell off. I want you to know it may not be for you but it's for someone on your left and on your right you just got to make up in your mind saying listen I'm annoyed I'm not staying here I'm sick of this I'll just just be honest with you the Lord has really been dealing with me and I I was like I'm sick of the ups and downs I'm top of the world I'm down in the valley I'm on top of the world I'm down in the valley My Bible tells me that He can take us from glory to glory. New level to new level. New height to new height. New depth to new depth. He can take me to places that I could never imagine if I would just stay with Him. And I want you to know it doesn't matter what is thrown at your life. That God has put the power and the authority inside of you. As we preached a few Sundays ago about being the weapon that God is using. I want you to know that it doesn't matter what you're going through, what's trying to grab hold of your life. And God said, you can speak to that mountain and it can be removed. 
So I want to ask you tonight. Like I said, I, I planned to preach this last week, but I feel this so strong. If you're here tonight, you say, I am sick. I'm sick of the situation I'm in. I'm sick of dealing with the same old thing. Paul and Silas opened that door up. What if every day they opened that door and there she was? Oh, you're bringing salvation. Look who you think you're big time. You think you're someone with, oh, you're a child of God. It's about time. For us to believe in the one who called us. And say, you know what? I ain't dealing with you. Insecurity, I'm not dealing with you. Anxiety, fear, worry, I ain't dealing with you. You say, what, what's the benefit in dealing with those issues? Here's the benefit. Is there's nothing holding you back from relationship. Because they would go to prayer. And every time they would go to prayer, there she was. There she was. There she was. God, I want to do what you're calling me to do. I want relationship with you. I, 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 I want to be on fire for you. And there it is. There's the addiction. There's the sin. There's the worry. There's the depression. There's the anxiety. I want you to know that you don't have to just get by in this life. Young people, grab hold of this. You, you, don't, you don't have to be up and down. Up and down. Oh, it's so good. God's so good. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Listen, I know life will bring us ups and downs. Life will bring us ups and downs. Life will bring us storms. But do you realize you serve Jesus? And when the disciples were caught in a storm and didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do, He came walking on the water. So what does that have to do with anything? Just know that Jesus is above what you're dealing with. So if you're here tonight and you say, I'm just sick of this stuff. I'm just sick of this. I am so... I, I'm sick of seeing Christians robbed of their joy. I'm sick of seeing them robbed of their joy because something wants to lay hold of their life. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's the truth? That while you were yet a sinner, He died for you. What's the truth? That 
He came into this world not to condemn this world, but that through, this, that through Him this world would be saved. What's the truth? What's the truth? That Christ in you is the hope of glory. What's the truth? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. What's the truth? Listen, what's the truth? you get, you got to ask yourself. It, listen, I want you to understand, if the devil can lie and deceive you, that means he knows the truth. Because I can only distort the truth and lie about it if I know it's true. And you realize he's lying to you because he already knows the truth. That you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. That greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. He already knows the truth. But this is what happens is Paul realizes, okay, okay. I'm sick of this. I want to ask you, are you sick of it? If you stand with me tonight. Someone's got to hear me tonight. Someone's got to hear me tonight because I believe that someone's breaking free. The devil can, you can say, I stepped out and the devil tried to come at me and try to attack my life. Listen, there's no jail that can hold you. There's no chain that can hold you. There's no lie that can hold you. You've got to be convinced of the truth of who you are and who you belong to. Because I will tell you this, as a father, and I know as a, as a mother for Sierra, if someone messes with my babies... I'm going to be upset. And do you realize that God's probably sitting in heaven saying, come on, realize who you are. I'm sick of watching this. I'm sick of seeing this. You can, you can live in the promises of God. You can live in the power of God. You can live in the anointing of God. Come on, I've given you everything that you need. It's in Jesus. It's in His Spirit. I've given you everything that you need. You're living beneath your, your, your level here. You're, you're living beneath the, 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 the level that I've called you to live in. I, I want you to realize something. Uh, that God's sitting up there saying, Ah, come on, just get annoyed with it. Just get sick of it. Uh, just say, God, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Uh, I'm sick and tired of all this stuff. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not just saved uh, just to get through life uh, and barely make it. No. Uh, if I'm going to be saved and blood bought uh, by Jesus and He can say, uh, don't worry because I've overcome the world. Uh, I'm going to walk in authority. Uh, I'm going to walk with zeal and with passion uh, and I'm going to walk in power uh, and there's no devil in hell. Uh, there is no lie that can outshine the truth. He was greatly annoyed. Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal. God sent fire. Jezebel said, I want to kill him. And he ran. Listen. There, 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 there's a reason why we preached it to way, the way I believe God preached it this way and gave it to me this way because you've got to realize that there are people in this room that need to get sick and tired of some things and step out. And say, I ain't dealing with that junk no more. And then there are people that have stepped out and that the enemy has come back at them. 
And you say, man, I feel like I'm in a dark place and I'm all chained up. And my, my worship doesn't feel the same. My prayer life doesn't feel the same. I want you to know the same truth that you used to confront the enemy the first time is the same truth that's going to get you out of the situation you're in. If prayer can lead you into valleys, it can get you out of valleys. So I believe there, there, there's two people that I'm talking to tonight. There's two types of people. One, you say, I just need to deal with it. I just need to deal with it, Pastor. If that's you tonight, I want you to come. These altars are open. But maybe you're the second person. You say, you know what? I stepped out. I, I did something for God. I, I, I took a stand for my family. I took a stand against this, this divisive, this deceptive spirit that was trying to come into my, to my family. And I took a stand. And the enemy has come back in a greater way than I could ever imagine. That's you tonight. You say, I just need encouragement. I need the truth spoken over me. I need someone to help get me free. You know, because Paul and Silas got together and they said, you know what? We're going to get free together. Maybe you just need us to pray with you and help you. Be a Silas alongside you and say, you know what, we're getting out of this. So if you're here tonight and you're one of the two, I want you to come. These altars are open. But I felt this so strong in my heart. felt this so strongly on my heart that God was just pricking me and say, my, my, my people, they've got to get sick of it. They've got to get sick of it. Are you saying, I'm, I'm lukewarm? I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just making it from Sunday to Sunday. He said, are you sick of it? Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.